You're listening to Finding Fortitude, a podcast that aims to help former athletes take good care of their minds and bodies through sustainable, evidence-based health habits. I'm your host, Dr. Tori Williams, a physical therapist, coach, and fellow former athlete who is ready to be part of the change in healthcare and who is on a mission to learn and share about all things health and well-being so that you can be equipped with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. As a reminder, nothing shared on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Let's get started. Well, hello there, and welcome to the very first episode of Finding Fortitude. My name is Tori Williams. I'm a doctor of physical therapy out of Northern California, and it has been a dream of mine for quite some time to have a podcast of my own. And that is because I find podcasts to be a really fun and accessible way to learn new things and be entertained in a longer format that is unlike all of the other short clipped social medias that we consume on a daily basis. I really value conversation and discussion and nuance, and I'm really looking forward to being able to dive into all of that in this podcast. So I am pumped to be here. And... I'm happy that you're here too, to come along this journey with me. I'm going to say it right now. It is awfully strange to be talking to myself uh, into a microphone in a corner in my small one-bedroom apartment. So we're going to get right into it. I wanted to start things off by telling you a little bit about myself and what this podcast is all about so that you know a little bit more about who's talking to you and what to expect. So... Again, my name is Tori. I am a white cisgender female born and raised in a middle-class family in a small town in Northern California called Chico. And I grew up playing all kinds of sports. I played soccer when I was really little. I played basketball for a while. I ran track and cross country. But my true love was softball. I played all the way through Little League and many years of competitive travel ball. I played in high school and even one year in junior college. I could have played longer, um, but I didn't. And that will have to be a story for another episode, I think. A little bit about my education. So I graduated from Chico State with a Bachelor's of Science in Exercise Physiology and immediately applied and got into grad school at Northern Arizona University, where I spent a little under three years earning my doctorate in physical therapy. After going through my clinical rotations, graduating, and passing the national board exam in 2018, I started working in a private practice outpatient clinic in San Diego, and that's where I spent the first year and a half of my career as a physical therapist, treating really all individuals, um, all ages with musculoskeletal and neuromuscular conditions. I saw a lot of individuals with chronic pain. I saw some athletes, some former athletes, and I got some experience with aquatic therapy, which was cool. This is also where I first got to dabble in using telehealth to treat patients when COVID hit. And that led into, in 2020, me moving back to Northern California and having the crazy idea to start my own telehealth physical therapy business, which is now called Fortitude Physical Therapy and Wellness, which is primarily centered around the treatment of former athletes. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. 
While I've been growing the business, I've had a few part-time jobs, but I have officially found my favorite. I currently work part-time in a lovely outpatient orthopedic clinic where I see a wide variety of individuals of all ages, um, and I really enjoy that. Now, a question that I often get is, why did I decide to become a PT? And honestly, I initially wanted to become a physical therapist because I was fascinated with the human body and really how movement had the ability to help us heal injuries and just keep us healthy in general. And growing up as an athlete, I always had a passion for movement. So the idea of studying the human body on a deeper level like, really excited me. Yes, I was that person that actually liked school and was pretty achievement driven. And as I got some experience working in a physical therapy clinic in college, I also really fell in love with the people. I was a strong communicator and really liked helping people. And I enjoyed how the PTs that I worked for um, would form bonds with their patients and spend time educating them about their body. And it really felt like they made a difference in these people's lives. And of course, I thought that was really cool. And I wanted to be a part of that. Something else that I also knew at that time was that I wanted to work with athletes in some way, shape or form, but I didn't know what that would look like. So I had taken a few athletic training classes uh, and done some shadowing, and I quickly learned that that profession was not for me. <laughs> I mean, truly, hats off to all the athletic trainers out there. The amount of hours that you work, the way that you travel with teams, you know, you leave your families, and the way that you respond so calmly and professionally in the face of trauma. I mean, I, I just, that wasn't for me, and I commend everybody that does that and can serve athletes in that way. I did for a while have an interest in working as a PT in professional sports, and I even had one of my clinical rotations at EXOS, which is an international sports and corporate wellness facility that trains and rehabs a lot of competitive athletes and professional athletes. And my time there was amazing, and I learned a lot, but it was also really clarifying in that it made me realize that I didn't love working such long hours in a highly competitive, high-pressure setting, and I just knew it wouldn't be sustainable for me long-term. But my time there also illuminated for me, perhaps for the first time, the importance of providing retired athletes with the same high-quality care and resources that athletes receive. It was the first time I had really thought about it because after I stopped playing softball, I was an exercise physiology major and then I went straight into physical therapy school. So I had a lot of the education and resources that I had not realized a lot of former athletes didn't have. And the more I thought about it and talked to more former athletes about it, the more I realized that a lot of athletes were kind of just tossed out to sea after their careers without much guidance on how to manage pain or injuries or how to take care of themselves at all, which for a group of individuals who is used to being coached, that's a problem, particularly if there are injuries or pain lasting from sport that no one has given them guidance or answers on. So that was kind of the birth of fortitude, at least in its early days before it actually happened. Uh, I continued to work in outpatient uh, physical therapy, like I said, after that time. And 
just continually was reinforced with really enjoying working with other athletes and former athletes in the clinic and seeing that my experience as an athlete and a former athlete was really beneficial in understanding the unique needs and challenges that come with being an athlete and really the identity shift that happens in life after sport and how to navigate that. But honestly, I started Fortitude for a lot of reasons. And I think it's important to disclose what all of those reasons were so that you get the full picture of kind of why I'm here and why I'm doing this. So the first reason may or may not surprise you, but I started Fortitude out of self-preservation. After only a year in the profession, I was burning out. I was catching up on charts on the weekends, staying up late on weeknights to review research and prepare for my patients, and spending my free time taking continuing education courses to try to be the best clinician possible. I was always tired, my social life and self-care were minimal, and I was anxious and depressed. And the worst part was that I thought it was my fault. I worked in a clinic that treated me really fairly, paid me fairly, and allowed me to see one patient per hour most of the time. I had it good compared to some of the other colleagues I knew who were seeing at least two and up to four patients per hour in much busier clinics. So I thought to myself, if I can't survive seeing one patient an hour at a good clinic, what options do I have? I could go work for a hospital or a skilled nursing facility, but I knew that from my clinical rotation in a hospital setting that that line of work just doesn't light me up. It doesn't bring out the best in me, and I wouldn't be able to work with athletes and former athletes in the capacity that I really wanted to. So with over 150 k in student debt and all of those years of schooling, I felt stuck. The second reason I decided to start Fortitude is because it turns out I was pretty naive about what working in healthcare would be like, (laughs) and I received a rude awakening when I finally realized just how the system worked, and particularly what it was like to have care dictated by insurance companies, and I was pretty disheartened by how poor the standard quality of care was across the board and by how behind so many healthcare providers were on scientific evidence from the past 10 to 20 years, particularly about pain and the treatment of musculoskeletal pain and injuries. And as I saw more individuals in the clinic who were struggling with chronic pain, it became really clear to me how badly our healthcare system had been failing these people and still is failing these people. So without going too far down that rabbit hole of talking about pain, because I truthfully think it's going to take at least one dedicated episode, if not many, uh, pain is really complicated and it really requires a whole human biopsychosocial approach to managing it, which our current healthcare system is just not set up to do very well at all. So I came to the conclusion that if I was really going to have an impact on people's lives and on reducing the rates of chronic pain by both preventative measures and also treating individuals with pain, that I would need to do something very different than the standard of care. 
I would need to be proactive instead of reactive by helping people improve their overall health and well-being prior to the onset of pain, but also while they have pain. And I would need to take a much more comprehensive, person-centered approach to care that really focused on empowerment and education, and that takes into into account all of the different factors that affect someone's pain. And that is a huge driver into why I decided to create Fortitude as a public-facing business um, and why I've decided to really focus on prioritizing education through you know public means like social media and now this podcast. I believe that education is a gateway to change. And because our understanding of humans and the world around us is always evolving, thanks to science, I think it's also important to be able to have open conversations about what we know and what we don't know. So with this podcast, there will be a lot of discussion of nuance, a lot of gray areas, and I anticipate that it will get messy. There is no one-size-fits-all solution for anything because we are all wonderfully unique and complex beings, and also autonomy is sexy. So I challenge you, whoever is listening, to take what you need and leave the rest. So as I wrap things up here, I want to introduce a few other things that are important to know about me and this podcast. One is that I am a huge proponent of skepticism and calling out bullshit. Sorry, fair warning, there will be some cussing on this podcast. I probably should have put that disclaimer at the beginning, but here we are. So although I am well aware that there are certain limitations and flaws in science, and I do generally like to keep an open mind about things because the more I learn, the more I realize how much more there is to learn, um... I also firmly believe that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, which I think is a quote from Carl Sagan. Um, I am not a fan of pseudoscience or misinformation or disinformation. I think all of that is incredibly harmful, and there will be none of that on this podcast. That being said, things are always changing. So I reserve the right to change my mind, and so do you about really anything we talk about on this podcast, or anything else for that matter. If you have never read the book Think Again by Adam Grant, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay, lastly, I want to acknowledge that when it comes to actually changing our behaviors, knowledge and understanding is necessary, but it's not enough. So my hope with this podcast is to not only provide information, but also to talk about how we can apply the information to help take better care of ourselves and to live our best lives. And that means not only hearing from health professionals who can give practical advice, but also talking to other fellow former athletes to learn about their experiences and how they've overcome different obstacles in life after sport. Ultimately, my goal is to provide the resources that I think every former athlete should have access to as they navigate whatever phase of life they're in. So to end the podcast, I wanted to read you my favorite definition of fortitude, which is strength of mind and body 
that enables a person to endure pain or adversity with courage. And if there's anything I want you to get from this podcast, it is that. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next episode. Or you'll hear me. Whatever you're supposed to say at the end of a podcast. We're done now. (laughs) Take care of yourself. (laughs) 